This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and you just tuned in to RM Podcast FL. Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome back to RM Podcast FL. I hope you guys are having a tremendous and a fabulous day so far. I want to thank you so much for tuning in, and also welcome to the continuous episodes. I know we had about a month and a half break, you guys, with the summer being around the corner and with me trying to do a hundred things at once, but we're back on track to episodes every Tuesday, which is phenomenal. Well, today's guest speaker is Wynn Charles, you guys. She is an author, a podcaster. She used to be a special ed educator as well, and Wynn Charles, I met her at PodFest 2020 back in March, and today we're actually going to be talking about the special education during pandemic. I know school is about to start again, but we are kind of ignoring the special ed. I know there's news all the time about, you know, school being back on track, school starting fall again, but we're not talking about how everything is affecting special ed. So, who better to have than Wynn Charles herself? When Charles, she was uh, diagnosed with cerebral palsy since she was born, and she explains it very good to what that is, and I will go ahead and attach all the information, how you guys can get a hold of Wynn, and actually go ahead and reach out to have a conversation. She has some of the most amazing books, you guys, on Amazon as well, and her way of seeing life, like the lens that she sees life, it just very... It's, it's an amazing lens, honestly. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. A lot of people sometimes put health issues or a lot of people sometimes put things that happen in their life to put them down and use them as excuses. But Wynn does, like, completely the opposite, and that's why I just love her. So, Wynn, if you're listening to this, thank you for being on the show again. And without losing any time, let's dive right into today's episode, you guys. Enjoy! So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to RM Podcast FL and investing your time to this amazing episode. And I feel like I say this in every episode, but today's speaker is a special one, too. I mean, it keeps getting better and better, you guys. If you listen to episode one with now, it's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> so without any hesitation, I would love to invite Wynn Charles to today's episode. Hi, Wynn. How are you today? I am perfectly fine and Welcome to this crazy journey. You're, you guys are going to learn a whole different educational lesson that Romina's already learned. And so, and yes, you guys should probably go back and listen to my episode with Romina on my podcast, Ask When. And so, yeah. You guys are going to be in for three and a half. <laughs> you guys may have to do a little bit of Googling. I'm just putting that out there, not for the main subjects, but for after subject matter to find more information about me. Yeah, and then let's jump into it. So, when I don't know anybody that knows you better than you know yourself. So how about you tell us how awesome you are? Where are you from? What do you do? Introduce yourself to the world. Well, my name is Wynn. I have a neurological disability gifted to me in 1987. Yes, I was 
born with cerebral palsy. Yes, I was gifted that. And I have had that for almost 33 years. It's going to be 33 years in June. Yikes, that's a little scary. But I never, ever, 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 ever let that stop me, even though I feel like it some days. But I never, ever let that seem to get in my way. And yeah, so for those of you that don't have a scientific background and just um, think that I spoke French and you're listening to this podcast about to go to Google, hang on one sec. Let's back up. Cerebral palsy is a lack of oxygen injury at first. I got it because I had, uh, well, my mom had a preterm labor with me, and that's how I acquired cerebral palsy. I love the humor in you, too. Like, one thing that you know for sure, guys, so I connected with Wynn a while back whenever we had the podcast. Uh, movement and if you follow her on social media if you listen to her podcast or read her books like one thing you'll know she has such positivity on her I love it like some people complain for the smallest things or find excuses to complain like Wynn is one of the people that I just want to keep around with me because she always has this positivity I don't know where in the world it comes from well it comes from somewhere I mean (laughs) Uh, yes, and Wynn is actually my legal name. I was given that um, by my mom, who named me after her mom. So I was essentially given that name by my paternal grandmother. Nice. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, podcasting, too. So you also have a podcast, like you mentioned. I was on your podcast a couple of weeks ago, which was awesome, by the way. I loved it. And I actually shared it on the website, you guys. So if you want to listen to it, it will take you directly to Wynn's podcast. So you can listen to any podcast platforms, wherever you get your podcast just yeah. from. But tell me a little bit about your podcast journey. How did it start? Like, why did you even start? I actually have three podcasts. Mm-hmm. One of them has to do with education and the education sector. It's called The Amazing Voices of Teachers. And because I was a teacher myself, I retired from that um, March 13th, 2020. And I essentially got laid off my job. But so I retired from teaching. And so my second podcast is called The Artwork of CP with my girlfriend who has CP, opposite end of the spectrum of CP. And so we talk about CP-related, cerebral palsy-related stuff um, that we are facing as two disabled women. And then my third and biggest show is Ask Win, um, where I interview people. 
Awesome. And what, what made you start the podcast? Did you just had a lot to say and we're going to get to it. Like you have a, a lot of books, which is amazing, by the way, you guys we will go through that too, but why podcasting? Cause you already had, were on the book, like publishing platform. Did you just want to get to the audience more like faster and quicker? After, after I published my original book, I come a win which, yes, could be found on Amazon, you guys, I thought, okay, great. Now I hit the publishing button. Now what am I supposed to do? So at the time, when I was writing that book, 10 years, it will almost be 10 years ago now, you guys, 10 years ago, I was following a woman out of the UK by the name of Joanna Penn. And she hosts a podcast called The Creative Pen, P-E-N-N. And so, um, so that's how you spell it. But I was following her and getting the motivation to write my book and figure out, okay, how am I going to publish the book? The next thing I know, I'm done. I'm finished the book. I published it. I figured that one out. And then I'm like, well, maybe I should type in the words cerebral palsy to um, Apple Podcast at the time. And I'm not kidding, Marina, when I say nothing, nothing came up. And I thought, bingo, bingo, let's hone this niche, let's do it because what I have learned over the years with having cerebral palsy and facing cerebral palsy is it's a unknown disability. It is a unknown disability. Kids are getting diagnosed at preschool age, so that's five and six, that four and five and six, that they're getting diagnosed. And parents are pushing and pushing and pushing, and doctors are saying, no, these kids will never walk, these kids will never talk, these kids will never do anything. And it's like, okay. So me, as a journalist, and yes, I'm pursuing my journalism degree as we record this, me as a journalist, I come um, from a from the perspective of, yes, I have a disability. Yes, I want to be the voice for the voiceless to get their stories out there. Nice. That's amazing. And I love how you see like opportunities when they're not out there too, which that's not easy to do sometimes. No. So let's talk a little bit about your books with just a quick, Google search, you guys, you should be able to find all this information, but if you're lazy, it's okay. I'll tell you and I'll attach all the books and the details. So first and foremost, Smile with Dictation. I think that's an awesome book because it talks about the journey of actually talking with dictation system. Is that correct? Yes. I wrote that book after I come a win because people ask me, how do you do it? How do you do it? And so I I broke it down into steps. 
<laughs> as to how to write a book using speech dictation. Amazing. And another one, it's a view from my hills, which I found this very interesting. It's a beautiful, beautiful story and you empower others to launch their business and have nothing stop on their dreams. And you actually, again, your humor shows on the book as well, because you say your heels need to be so awesome that when you go through the airport, it needs to make yes. <laughs> the metal detector go yes, off. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Now, I wrote that um, book after my eight I come a win because I needed, like, I needed a emotional and physical break from talking about me and talking about death and talking with uh well talking about death of my mom and so i wrote the view for my hills after i come a win and i just needed a bike and then i have decided i'm a better novelist than i am a memoirist and so I'll continue to do that. And yeah. And I know you keep mentioning a little bit about I win, but, and then guys, she's talking about the book, I win my journey with cerebral palsy in a non-disabled world, which I love it. Cause you say non-disabled world, because a lot of people sometimes would just, I think it's all about perspective. And you also dedicate this book to your mom. Can you tell us why mom, like, did she help you have the right perspective in life? Like, what does, what does she mean to you? Well, first of all, my mom passed away 10 years ago now. And so, and I recently lost my dad in May of 2019. So, um, and yes, I'm totally but surely working on his novel, so to speak, but I'm slowly but surely working on that. But what my mom taught me, and I think this is through her mom as well, she taught me never, ever, ever to give up. If you fall down, you get up, you get up, you try again, and then if you don't succeed, you try again. That's a, that's a very important life lesson because sometimes we fail and we cry and just give up. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's talk about um, the book of you from my fabulous teaching desk. So tell us a little bit about your education days and because you also worked in the academic uh, world. How I did. As I said, I retired um, March 13th, 2020, and I essentially got laid off my job because they didn't know what to do with me when it came to going back to school, going back to teaching the, in the academic world. And so I wrote that book because I um, I wrote that book because I was emotionally abused by my boss and I wanted to um, state that teaching was very is 
and was very tough emotionally on me. And so I wrote that book as a novel. And I did it after I retired from, um, from my first educational stint, went back into my second educational stint, um, won't go back into my third educational stint because uh, teachers are not um, loves. Let's just put it that way. Teachers make very low money. Teachers essentially are treated like dirt. And I am here to speak for all those teachers who are now struggling in the time we sit here and we record this, it is now April, April 14th and teachers are doing distance learning and moms and dads are trying to help. Uh, but still, teachers get treated like absolute dirt. And I have spoken, I have friends in my phone that were were subs, were um, teachers, and gave it up because the paycheck, number one, for all teachers is low, 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 low. And I don't care if you have a disability or not, you get paid higher in journalism than you do in teaching field any teacher. You get paid higher in journalism than you do in the teaching field. So I'm here to speak, number one, for the disabled, number two, for the caregivers of the disabled, number three, for anyone who's sitting there in education, and number four now for the journalism sector because the journalism sector is now getting treated like dirt because they are trying to do the best they can during these trying times, but yet people are not respecting them. They are going back to the doctors and the nurses and shouting them out. But what about the journalists who are on the streets of New York, thank you very much, and who's trying to report and has to wear a mask as she or he holds the mic for CNN. And no, it's not fair. It's absolutely not fair. And I've been criticized because I'm such a loud mouth. And I have been criticized on and off mic, but I will stand in justice for the disabled, for the educators, for the people who help the disabled, and for the journalists. No, and I think it's very important to raise your voice. And that is absolutely true. Like, I've interviewed professionals of different careers, and there's a lot of times that there were teachers, and because of how much they don't get appreciated for what they actually bring to the table, because if you think about it, they are literally raising the next generation. So you're not appreciating them like they should be. You're making the work harder 
by allowing them, like by not being a very well-balanced system of how to, you know, allow them to be appreciated like they should. So a lot of times they've left the teaching world, the educational world, and they started different fields, different businesses, because that's when they would be able to make more ends for their family. Because as passionate as you are sometimes, um, if you don't get appreciated, like a person can stand, can stand and cannot stand anymore. And that is very true. Like I feel as we should definitely appreciate our education system and pay attention to our education system and our teachers a lot more because literally they're raising the next generation. Yeah. And right they, now parents are struggling because we are in coronavirus time frame whenever we're recording this interview. But people like parents are struggling. So it's kind of like, I feel like this is not a nice little slap in the face too, to really appreciate teachers, how much they should. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate teachers. And I'm sitting there watching parents struggle and I'm sitting there watching caregivers struggle beyond belief for the disabled and yet they're um they're not getting things and i'm not talking about the caregivers that come in on a daily basis i'm talking about the sons and daughters who are now helping their own parents and i'm thanking them left right and center and of course um they are looking at me my own team is looking at me like you're actually thanking us what did we do and i said no and so yeah and so it's a real interesting time but i'm happy with the decision i made to get out of the teaching field and I know we're talking about um, adult topics a little bit, but also let's not forget when that you also have a children's book. So uh, tell us about yeah. that. How did that idea come about? I do. Um, Marigold Learns Fly is a book about a butterfly. And this butterfly has, um, is definitely able. And that came about because I want I wanted to write a children's book. And then after I get my journalism degree, I'll be working on a second children's book that's been on my heart for many, many years. And um, I already have the title for that. I already have the subject matter and yeah. Nice, that's awesome. So as you kind of can tell guys, um, Wynn has done a lot, is doing a lot, nothing can stop her. So I wanted to ask you, what motivates you? Because it feels like nothing can hold you back. My fan base motivates me. And my fan base motivates me. And after my journalism degree, I may go back and get a psychology degree or a house coaching degree. It's looking more like house coaching more than psychology and so but that's definitely after my journalism degree but my fan base motivates me and my team behind the scenes really um motivates me and for those of you who um don't necessarily chime in on the facebook 
for those of you who don't necessarily you're hiding behind the scenes but you still love me um that's what motivates me it's not i don't need the big ticket tape to wait here to get up and get going i um need the love and spot to get up and get going and for those and i'm sorry if i get emotional for those who really don't understand what i'm going through and for those who really don't understand cp it's your loss it's your loss because my aides come in with no no training whatsoever on how to deal with cp i i train them i um my stepmom and i train them and um my mom and dad when they were alive they also trained my aides and my um dad more than my stepmom when he was alive but now it's my stepmom and myself training my aides and so for those of you who are sitting here listening to this, I think that we have a lot of work to do on um, the educational front because now the education system is getting so screwed over because of the of this world epidemic that we're sitting through and people are forgetting that the kids in the special ed system are getting so screwed over because they are not learning as quickly as their classmates and they can't even hold themselves up really to sit via Zoom unless they're in a wheelchair or specialized seating. And they are getting so screwed over. It's not even funny. And I am here to advocate for those guys until the day I can't do it anymore. And then someone has to take over for me. But I I don't I don't think people really understand until you get to know a person with a disability. I don't think you truly understand what's going on. And I don't think, I, I know that the school system will change. I know that the school systems all across the country are now opening up in the fall, but I still think the struggle bus is gonna be real for the kids in the special ed. And I, I honestly hope everything has gone down to as a good wake up call, because unfortunately, we were unprepared for a lot of things that this virus brought to, to us. And we're not talking about just America, we're talking about nation, nationwide. Like, 
um, I feel like it's a good wake up call. I hate to see it that this is what we needed for a good wake up call to change a lot of things. But I really hope that this is a, a good lesson for the greater good. I do too. But at the same time, those high quality educators like myself are not stepping back into the classroom. They are um, turning on their heels because the education system let them down. Failed them. Failed them. And who's going to um, really help the special ed system if um, the high quality special ed teacher, or even a sub, quite frankly, who's not trained in special ed, um, won't turn around and walk back into the classroom. That's, um, I actually didn't, like, I looked at things from, as an outsider, again, um, I didn't look at the exact specifics. I look at how families are getting affected, how families are getting affected, how workplaces are getting affected. But I like just the conversation with you is kind of broading, like exploring to a different perception that I didn't think of. And I'm glad we actually brought no, this up no because one, this is no something one of it. And I hate to get angry, but no one thinks of who's going to pick up the special ed pieces when we all go back in the fall and who's going to how are we going to get these kids learning again because we're handing them packets left right and center thank very much and it's like packets are one thing one-on-one -on -one education is another and it's like no we're losing teachers left right and center and no one no one thinks about how the special ed system is affected right now no one no one thinks about that no one thinks about that they are thinking oh how am i going to feed my family what's my next job no one's going to the special ed system and the disabled are getting this they're getting and this is gonna make me cry again because they're getting screwed over left right and center and it's so annoying when i sit on social media and i'm trying to be positive and it's it's just when let me ask you this what can what can we do and this is what podcasting platform and having a wide audience can help what can we can do? we do what can we do where do we start to make where do we start? i've been racking my brain how about donating money to these special ed classrooms how about donating money to the school districts in Florida and allocating it to special ed. How about donating money to the school districts in New York? How about donating money to the school districts in Seattle? Um, donating money to the school districts in Denver, Colorado, 
and allocating those to special ed. And just say, I want to help you guys out. I mean, people, people are desperate, I know that. But if you give up on the journalist, and then you give up on the um, special ed population, we're screwed. We are absolutely screwed. And so donate money and out once social distancing is over. I don't know when this podcast will come out, but once social distancing is over, go allocate money to a um, school district in your neighborhood and allocate it to special ed. Because special ed is getting screwed over left, right, and center, and we are losing teachers because they're not being respected. They're being shut down. They're being uh, laid off. And, and so that impacts the kids, and it just impacts the kids and the parents, and um, and it just impacts everyone. And how are we going to bring up this next generation of special ed kids if the education system is letting them down? I'm staying quiet here, but I literally wrote everything. And I want to try to help because, like I said, like as as unprepared that we are from such a situation, we also, that's why we need to have these conversations. Like we need to talk about this kind of things because it just, it's unfortunate, but this is where we're at. And what I want to do, um, you guys, is that I want to push you and I want to please ask for your advice, whoever, wherever the audience is from. Like uh, Wynn said, look, go ahead and allocate like, the foundations or the centers in your hometown and try to help with donations towards um, special ed education because I mean when is firsthand experience with everything going on to how this affects her and it's unfortunate that we're here but it truly does I um I know several people including educators that got laid off and um they are certainly getting back up on their feet but when schools open up in the fall i want you guys to allocate there is a autism school um in jacksonville florida and all i'll i'll find it and facebook Message it. Yeah, perfect. Message it. And so I want you guys to donate to that autism school um, because I want to support autistic kids. I want to support mainly autistic kids, mainly kids with cerebral palsy and those who need assistive devices. I don't care if you guys donate iPads, but the education system is going to be screwed 
for a better word, but it's going to be okay. But if we don't help, if we don't put boots on the ground, um, the education system is going to suffer in the fall. In the fall, I know it is. And, and so that's why I'm here today to plea with you guys and you can um you can bark and swag at me and Marina all you want but I'm here to play with you guys to please help the education system out especially the edu especially the special education system because the special education system is getting um mightily screwed over by all of this and it's yeah those teachers are um and god bless all teachers out there who don't listen to this tissue box because i'm now banging my drum for the special end but um no yeah. you're raising your voice and that's something that needs to be done so yeah and it's um it's special ed teachers god bless you because in journalists god bless you and it's not necessarily the doctors and nurses now that need to be blessed it's the journalists and the teachers that are struggling well let me ask you this dear if if somebody describes you or if like if I say hey like me and my friend win so and so like what did you like your your legacy or what did you like your presentation to be like? I may not be able to walk. I may be tripping over my own feet, but I certainly know what's going on. And so you would like somebody to present you as sharp? Yes. Yes. Please. As sharp and as to know what's going on. And no, absolutely. I mean, I we connected a while back. We had a couple of conversations so far. For sure you know what's going on. Like, you're always up to date with everything. And... I feel, and I want to thank you actually for raising your voice and bringing up such a topic that is not talked about. It's not highlighted like it should be because not a lot of people, like I myself, I'm uneducated. I'm ignorant when it comes to this topic. As much as I hate to say it, but it's kind of like that. The more, like, like once I learn one new thing, then I'm going to dive in and learn a lot more. So I want to thank you for actually bringing up this topic because as much as I hate to say I don't know a lot about it that's when I want to learn more and I want to help a lot more and once you send me the link um, I'll go ahead and attach it on the details as well as attach it um, on Facebook and all social media platforms for for people to actually start going ahead and helping with this issue because it's an issue that definitely should be highlighted and should be talked about and yeah and I, um, I know that it's an issue that's near and dear to my heart because I am a special ed kid. But I, um, I just think that it's 
going to be one of those situations that, well, I'll go be okay, but the special ed is struggling. So when you guys get back up on your feet, go into a special ed classroom and volunteer. Go hug your special ed kid and see what um see what they can teach you thank you for sharing that i i volunteered before when i used to live in atlanta but i haven't volunteered in a special ed classroom in quite some time and we're talking about six seven years ago that i took that last but no we definitely i think we should all donate time or donate money uh even better don't donate a assistive device donate an ipad and when let me um let me ask you this what's um what's a project that you're aiming to work towards right now besides yeah, making a whole new revolution out of special ed education which i think it's phenomenal and i think we should all support it and i definitely want to do more research actually on that yeah to get my journalism degree and possibly get my psychology degree or my house coaching degree. I haven't decided which I'll let you um, guys know in the next couple months here, but my goal right now is to um, go towards my journalism degree. And um, my last and final question, we all know, this is my favorite question too. What is your definition of success? What is Wynn's personal definition of success? My definition of success is when you don't judge a book by its cover. When you ask a person how they are, I keep asking my team every single day how they are and the response I get is that's very kind of you to ask. I'm like, no, it's not. But no, it's not very kind of me to ask. It's a common courtesy. And people have known me that all, um, after I bang the drum, I'll ask how they are. I'll say good morning. Um, and I have sat through so much in my life that if you could put a smile on someone's face by simply saying hello, good morning, good night, how are you, how can I help you, that will um, make a person feel better that will make a person feel a lot better that will just brighten their spirits that is so true especially at this time it's like i i started doing um i would message my close friends and my family i would just say roll call how are you today like I, even just that small thing like starts a conversation and make sure to check on your on your people to check on your circle it's helpful. Like I yeah. do that and they expect this about 10, 11 a.m. If I don't do it, they'll tell me roll call. Are you okay? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Roll call. Are you okay? Yeah, I say roll call. How are you today? What's yeah. new and exciting? Roll call. How are you today? Now, what I've been um, doing with my fan base is I've been saying, how are you? Tell me honestly. Yeah. And been saying, good. They've been saying, I'm okay. They, yeah, so. <laughs> So and you, yeah, definitely check on one another. How, That's important. How, and even after this, all this chaos, just simply asking people how they are will change, um, will change people's attitudes. Oh, no, absolutely. I absolutely think so. And when, where can people connect with you? Um, I know we're coming to the end of this interview, but where can people connect with you, learn more about well, you, have a conversation with you if they like people it? People can connect with me on Facebook under Win W-I-N Charles. People can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just Google, just um, Google me. And I'll literally just Google me. And my main website is askwin.webelize.com. Awesome. And you guys, I'll attach all the information for Wynn here so you can definitely connect with her. I hope you enjoyed this interview. And Wynn, I want to thank you so much again for taking your time and actually highlighting a topic that is not highlighted as much as it should. I hope this conversation sparks, um, I, like, sparks more conversations to, and actually talks about things that are not highlighted like they should be. And I will actually go ahead and do a deep research myself. So whatever I find out, make sure to stay tuned, you guys. I'll definitely post it. And Wynn, thank you so much for taking your time today. Thank you. No, thank you. And for you special listeners, if you want to listen to episodes just like this one or actually get in touch with Wynn, make sure to tag along the detailed information and I will talk to you. Well, you will hear me and another guest speaker very shortly. Hope you have a great rest of the day.